You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Are you ready, Steve? Uh-huh. Andy? Yeah! Bert? Well, all right, fellas. Well, it's time! You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borth. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest Yeah, we had a little glitch there in the switch, but that's okay, because we're live. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us, whoever you are. Wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our home page at CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. It also gives you access to the question box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. Now on the days that you're out of the office or away from your desktop, point any internet connected browser to cfrn.net slash live and there you'll find a live real-time simulcast of the show as it unfolds. It just won't have access to the question box. We also stream live each day on our YouTube channel, and that's easy to remember, youtube.com slash CFRN. Not only do we broadcast the show live on YouTube each day, but we also archive each and every daily show. Currently, we have over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived there for your educational and viewing pleasure. Now, if you happen to be listening to this broadcast after the fact and you're listening perhaps via Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, wherever fine pods are cast, if you want the full video experience, go ahead and hit pause on your podcast player and point your browser to youtube.com slash CFRN and find today's show and there you'll have it not only the audio but the video as well along with all the charts we'll be showing in today's broadcast oh and while you're there on the YouTube channel smash that like button and be sure to hit the subscribe button as well let's open the word of prayer Heavenly Father we thank you 
for your blessings, for your mercy, and for your grace every day. But tomorrow, here in America, we've set aside a special day where we gather as friends and family to be thankful. So Lord, help us take time this Thanksgiving to be still, to thoughtfully consider all that you've done in our lives and remind us to praise you for the good things as well as the hard things. God, we ask that you give us courage, wisdom, opportunity, and the words to share you with someone who needs you just as much as we do. Thank you, God, for loving us, for forgiving us, and for never letting us go. You are the reason for the hope that we all have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, happy Wednesday, guys. I hope it is a happy Wednesday for you, whoever you are and wherever you are. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. Now, these are the cash markets or the indices. Starting in the U.S., the Dow is currently down 116 points. The NASDAQ is up 18. S&P 500 is down 3. And the Russell 2000 is up 1.5. Now, as you know, we like to see all four of the major indices on the same side of the street either all red or all green. Doesn't matter because we're futures traders and we can trade in either direction. But when we have division in the four major indices, like we do today, with the Dow and the S&P in the red, while the Russell and the NQ are in the green, well, it's just not the best trading conditions. But nonetheless, we trade what's in front of us. In the commodity basket, crude oil, down eight cents, trading 78.42 last. Gold up $4.80, trading 17.8860 last. Silver up seven cents, trading 23.51 last. In the Asian markets at the close, the Nikkei posted a loss of 471 points. That's a little over one and a half percent. Uh, the Shanghai gained three and a half points. The Hang Seng added 34. And in the European markets at the close, FTSE up 19, the DAX down 56, and the CAC down two. Really some pretty quiet pre-holiday trade, but do keep in mind Thanksgiving is an American holiday. I think Canada has their version of it too. Uh, but the global futures markets, uh, they continue to work, okay? Uh, we will be observing Thanksgiving Day. There will be no show or live training room tomorrow or Friday. Uh, I might do a pop-up show on Friday because I'll have time on my hands and may need something to do. If so, I will notify all of you either by email or by posting in our Telegram uh, discussion channels, either the Breeze channel, the Alert Trial discussion channel, and also the Passport Holders private discussion group. So with that, 
we'll go to Michael and get a recap of what happened this morning in the live training room. After that, I'll come back. We'll take a look at the Logic 247 alerts, the concierge trade alerts, all that and answers to any questions you have. If you have a question, simply type it into the question box. Nobody sees what you type but us. And we'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. So, Michael, I can see that you're ready. I see your screen. Okay. I can see your charts. Excellent. I'll hit Excellent. mute on my end. And it's all yours. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Wednesday, the 24th day of November, 2021. Um, today, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> 2021. All right. So if you have not taken a free trial with us and you want to take a free trial with us, then go here to eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training challenge, so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button, and you're going to be sent a confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link, okay? If you don't click the confirmation link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so you're going to make, make sure you click on that link, okay? All right. Now, the recap. Okay. Now, everybody wants to see the recap. Today was one of those days where we should have quit, if we could have quit, when we got the goal for the day. But we did end up positive. But anyway, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you got to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the 24th day of November, 2021. We ended up losing eight ticks in crude and nine ticks in gold, and we made 20 on the ES. Put us at plus 80 bucks on the morning session. Today, it took 10 minutes and three trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up 137.50, and we went on to take 14 more trades, and we lost money during those 14 trades. But um, anyway, we took a total of 17 trades this morning. On the month now, we're at $7,175 per contract for two-hour trading day. That's over 17 days, averaging 422 per day on the month. On the year now, we've gotten our goal for the day on 224 out of 227 days. And that puts us at $129,382. That's over 227 days, averaging $569 per contract per two-hour trading day. Now here, if you were following the 2420 blueprint with one little modification, just adding one contract per month instead of one contract every $2,000, um, you would have... And quit when you get your goal for the day. You would have worked a total of 60.8 hours so far this year, averaging $3,654 an hour. Okay. Now, let's get into the trades. Okay, we'll start out. Well, let's start out with gold. We'll just go right to left or left to right. Sorry. All right. Um, gold, we, we got it. We gave it back. Actually, we lost it. Then we got it. Then we gave it back. But anyway. Um, gold and crude were both like that today. Uh, we started out with a stop out here on the gold, and it was a good stop out. I mean, not any stop out's good, but but I mean, it didn't stop me out to the tick and then go get the go get the target. Um, we started out with that on gold, so we're a minus eight on that one. Then we picked up eight on this one to put us back to zero. Then we had a break even, and we picked up six right there to put us at plus six. And we stopped out again right here. This one was to the tick. Um, and that put us at minus two. Then we stopped out again right there. And that one actually went through 
so that was not to the tick. And that put us at minus 10. Then we didn't get into it again until over here. We got one tick right there, put us at minus nine. And then this was at the end of the session. I was suggesting all these numbers that it was going to get up to, and it just got right up to them and went right through them. Um, during the break, there was one short right here off the BBC. This is one of the highest probability trades right here because I uh, hit the BBC, the MA1 was the right color, and the cycle was the right color. That is the highest probability trade, followed up by the second highest probability trade right here. Didn't hit the BBC. That was a momentum short trade. Only gave four ticks. It was not followed up by the third highest probability trade. Okay, that did not happen. Um, and that was it on gold this morning. Okay, we ended with minus nine ticks on gold. Now crude, I said, as we entered the morning session, I was expecting crude to get down to here, which on the 30 minute chart was the BBC. And that was this candle right here. It was up here at the time, and I was looking for it to get down to the BBC, which was right here at 78.50. But at the time it was, it was trading up here, about 20 ticks higher. Um, but you can see it's been stuck all around the BBC all morning. And this was our area that we were trying to get down to, but we never actually got into it. Um, that is a big picture of the crude. But if we get back into the smaller picture here, our first trade on crude was right in here. Um, I believe we got a break even on that one. We did, then a break even on the second one. Then we stopped out on this one, and this was a stop out to the tick. Went down here, we would have gotten some profit or a break even. So we're minus eight there. Then we got back to break even on this trade. And you can see how choppy this was. It just wasn't good trading today. Um, I missed a trade right there, but would have been a break even had I gotten it. It's just messy in here. And we got into this, it was forever. It almost stopped me out. And this one here almost stopped me out once. It started to go into profit and then it did finally stop me out. It went like two my stop and then it moved forward but it didn't go far enough to get my stop to break even then finally it did stop me out and that put me at minus eight on the crude and that was pretty much the end of the morning session i mean this is one of those days where you can almost see the whole thing in one screen if i were to punch it up a little bit um but then it was over here at the end of the session i was saying okay well these are the numbers that it looks like it wants to get down to and this number up here do not forget about this number at 79 i don't think it ever made it up to 79 today since i noticed that anyway um, it does want to get up to 79. Let's see, is that above the high of the day? No, it's not actually. The high of the day is um, 79 and, hang on, 79.23. But this number is important right here, 79. We'll see if it gets back there. I mean, right now from the larger time frame, it's looking like it's just going to be choppy right in here. It's probably going to go back up to the BBC and then it's just not going to be good trading. But anyway, at the end of the morning session, when the European markets closed, I was suggesting it should get down to here. And at the time, it seemed like a stretch because there was a lot of ticks down to there, but it happened almost immediately. You know, within five minutes, it was already down there. And there was one trade right here. Would have been a break-even trade. There was another trade right here. Uh, that would have probably been pretty close to a stop out. And it was followed up by this one, which would have been good. This one, which would have been good. This one, which would have been good. And this one, which would have been a break-even. Um, it just got kind of sideways after that. It wasn't really anything worth trading through here. And it gave one more short right here that would have stopped you out. Okay, so crude was not an easy market to trade today. And that brings us to the ES. Now, 
is much as ES goes sideways, um, you know, a couple of days ago, I was going through which markets have been the best in the last six months or so. And the ES is definitely the one that's been the best in the last six months. Um, I mean, I know we had days where we didn't have any ES trades at all, but it's still overall on the month, month by month, the ES has been the best. But anyway, so we started out here. I missed a trade right here that would have gotten us our goal. Then I took a trade here, was a break even. Then I picked up this one right here. And on that first trade on the ES, oh wait, no, I got one tick. My very first trade on the ES. Did I not even mark it? I got one tick profit somewhere. I think it might've been over here on the short. I got one tick profit. And then I got a break even. And I might've gotten the one tick here. Anyway, I got one tick somewhere and then I got 10 ticks on this one to put us at plus 11. Then I had another break even right there, another break even right there. And you can see the yes was just not conducive to trading in here for a while. You know, 10 o'clock we had some news come out and it looks like there was a trade right in here. I don't know why it wasn't after that one. I must have been doing something else at 10 o'clock on some other market or something. But there was a trade right there that we could have grabbed and gone on. Um, we did pick up from here we picked up uh, five ticks to put us at five ticks yeah five ticks put us at plus 16 right here and then you can see it just turned into a mess here and then I had said I know where was it this right up here no it was this right here it was going up and going up and it was just a slow grind all the way up right here and it wasn't giving us anything and finally over here we're able to grab another four ticks here to put us at plus 20. And then we had another break even and another break even. And this is at 1030. Now at this point, we're, we're an hour in. And look, we went all this ways. This is where it was grinding all the way up. This is the area that I thought it was going to get up to, and it didn't give us a trade all the way up here. It wasn't that back, that other spot. So then I was looking for the ES to get up to this level. This was at the end of the morning session, and it got up within a tick of it. Okay. Um, did it give another trade? I was looking at this one, possibly thinking of taking this trade as my last trade of the morning, but I didn't do it. If I did, it would have been a pretty even trade. Um, I didn't do it. And it was just doing all this grind right here with the slingshot, not really giving you anything and it not pulling back deep enough. That's why the slingshot wasn't giving you anything really. It wasn't pulling back deep enough. Um, it turned around, it came within one tick of that number that I had seen and it turned around and started to move down. Now on the downside, it looks like... There was one trade right here that would have come really close to stopping you out, but wouldn't have, and that made it down almost to the zone. Um, I really don't see anything else worth trading in here. And I have a, I have a feeling that the rest of the day is gonna be a, a mess. I mean, if I look at the ES right now, it's heavier on the downside and it's looking like 81, 82 to 81.50 on the downside is really what wants to go, but it's gotta get through the zone all right, so right here in the zone, it's got something at 83, something at 82, and then something at 81.50. So that, to me, looks like a whole bunch of chop in and out of the zone. Um, crude oil right now, the values are bouncing all over the place, but it wants to get down to 78.10, 78.19 first, which is right here, and then down to 78.10. And then things could change the pullback number on that. The first one is just right up above at 23, but above that is 30, and above that is 36. Okay, and gold we can't see as much. So I'm just gonna look at the larger time frame here on gold. We're at the BBC on gold right now, if it fails, and it probably will. 
um, it should, should, it's got, if it fails right here, it should drop quickly down to dynamic support right here on the 30 minute. It should drop pretty quickly down to 80.6. You see, looking over here, there's nothing in between here and here. So it should drop pretty quickly down to that level. All right, so the window of opportunity in gold, if it's gonna go down, is gonna be right here. Right there. Okay. Now, the rest of the trading today is going to be kind of messy, I suspect. So I'm not going to do it. But if you want to do it, well, then it's all on you. Um, John, did you show up? Let me go and see. Everything's not in order in here. Um, um, the whole thing is ordered by time, not by name. For some reason. Oh, there it goes alphabetically. Okay. Well, it looks like he didn't show up. But anyway, I'm going to send a meeting on notice. All right. So let me get the question box out. All right. So nobody's asked any questions. All right. Then I will go back here to this page. Now, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you have to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the 24th day of November. 2021, we lost eight ticks in crude, nine ticks in gold, and it made 20 on the ES. But is it plus 80 on the morning session? Today, it took 10 minutes and three trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up 137 and a half. That's over 17 trading days. I we took a total of 17 trades today. Um, over 17 trading days as well. On the month now, we're at $7,175. That's uh, averaging $422 per contract per two-hour trading day. We've gotten our goal on 224 out of 227 days this year. And that puts us at $129,382 a contract. That's over 227 days, averaging $569 per day on the year. Okay. If you were to quit when you got your goal for the day and you added one contract per month, you'd be up 60. I mean, you'd have, you'd have worked a total of 60.8 hours and you'd have averaged $3,654 per hour. Yes, per hour on the year. Okay. All right, if you've not taken a trial and you want to, go to immunitrainingschool.com. Here on this page, all we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trade in your own so we can tell the one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button and be sent to confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link, okay? If you don't click the link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so you gotta make sure you click on that link. All right, that's it, guys. With that, I'm gonna pass it back out to Dwayne. Wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. If I don't see you this afternoon, uh, we'll see you on Monday. All right. If anybody wants to meet with me, uh, you all have my phone number, um, but you can also email support at cfrn.net. Right. If you want to meet up with me, let me know. All right, Dwayne, with that, I can pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. There you go. You are ready. All right. Recap of the recap. Uh, today it took 10 minutes and three trades to get to 137.50. Good job. Yeah, and I forgot to go over yesterday's too. Yesterday it took four minutes and one trade to get to $100 a contract. Another good job. All right. All right. That's what happened this morning in the live training room. What's happened since the markets opened Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern?
in Logic 247. Logic 247 is our 24-7 around the clock e-mini alert service. Not only do we cover the e-minis, we also cover gold, crude, and silver. Once the channel opens Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, it remains open around the clock, as do the futures markets. There's a one-hour break each day from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Just as today is the Wednesday session, the Wednesday session will end at 5 p.m. Eastern, and then tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, that begins the Thursday session. And I'll say again, Thanksgiving American holiday, so the futures market will open tonight as normal, and they'll trade right on up until noon uh, tomorrow. And then tomorrow night, they'll open up again as normal, and they'll trade Friday right up until noon. Now, since the alert channel opened for business Sunday night, we're in week 173 of Logic 247. And I think we're approaching alert number 9,000. We're getting real close to it. I'll have a look here in a minute. It's 9,000 individual alerts over the last 173 weeks. We've issued, since this past Sunday night, 52 alerts total. Eight never triggered. We're still waiting on the results of seven. We've had 37 actionable alerts, of which six or 16% would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, based on market structure and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. Now, along with the Logic 247 around the clock alerts, we still have our original alert service, the Concierge Trade Alerts. Now, the Concierge Trade Alert format is different. This is published as a static report shortly after the Globex open each evening. As you can see last night, it was posted at 6.10 p.m. Eastern. Of course, two numbers for each market. It's important that for the markets you trade, once this report is posted, make note of the current price at the time the report is posted. Because if price starts trending up towards 47.07, that's bullish. And so our strategy will look for opportunities to be long the market. And that's where you'll use Logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room to yourself find opportunities to be long the market. On the other hand, if price starts trending down towards 46.73, that's bearish. And so that's when you'll use Logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room to yourself find opportunities to be short the market. When we go to my charts here in a second, you'll see I've drawn a line at 47.07. I've drawn a line in the sand at 46.73. I've done that for each and every one of the markets. Once you have your charts set up shortly after the Globex open, You've already got your weekly trading zones on. You put those on Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. We've published the weekly zones since December 14th of 2019. Over a decade. And they've become one of the most important tools that we have in our trading toolbox. Now, before we go, if you want a screenshot, go ahead and grab it because we're going to go through each one of the markets. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Uh, a couple of headlines. I feel like I just simply 
have to mention. Uh, Jackson Sparks, eight years old, died yesterday from injuries he sustained Sunday when a man drove his SUV into the crowd at a Waukesha, Wisconsin Christmas parade. Our thoughts, our hearts, our prayers are with all of the folks affected and all of their families. Now, this child is the sixth person to die in this incident, the first child. The criminal complaint filed against suspect Daryl Brooks Jr., 39, states that 62 people were injured in the crash, which allegedly occurred as Brooks was speeding away from law enforcement. They're trying to blame this on the cops, in case you haven't heard. On Tuesday, Brooks was charged with five counts of first-degree intentional homicide. If convicted, he will receive a mandatory life sentence. His bail was set at $5 million. That's a number they don't think he can meet. Now, here's where it gets real interesting. Earlier this month, Brooks was, Brooks was released on a $1,000 bail after being accused of intentionally running over his lady friend with his car. He ran over a woman with his car, got out on a $1,000 bail, and now we have 62 injured people and six people dead. And like I said, they're trying to blame that on the police, hmm. on law enforcement. <sighs> it's unbelievable. Now, this is also unbelievable, but true. A Missouri judge on Tuesday set aside the conviction of Kevin Strickland, a 62-year-old man who spent 43 years in prison for three murders that he did not commit. Strickland is the first inmate to be found innocent following an evaluation by the Jackson County Prosecutor's Unit that reviews cases to correct false convictions. It took them 43 years to get this right. Judge James Welsh wrote in his ruling that the prosecutor provided clear and convincing evidence that undermines the court's confidence in the judgment of conviction. Welch said there was no physical evidence against Strickland, who was convicted solely on the eyewitness testimony of a witness who subsequently recanted. Strickland, who was released immediately, said he didn't think this day would ever come, but there's nothing they can do to make it right. They stole 43 years of this man's life. And it just wouldn't be a day in America anymore if Joe Biden wasn't out there tooting his horn about his good deeds. President Biden yesterday ordered the release of 50 million barrels of oil from the nation's strategic petro petroleum reserve to try to reduce rising gasoline and heating fuel costs. Now, let me put this in perspective, okay? 50 million barrels. Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? In this country, we use 18 million barrels a day. So what Joe just did 
That's less than a three-day supply of oil. Need I say more? No, I don't. Let's just go to the charts. All right. S&P 500, E-mini futures, daily chart. Let's refresh our chart, as we always do. Okay. All right. There is the all-time historic intraday high. That high was put in November 22nd, uh, just three days ago. Uh, this is today the Wednesday candle. This is the Tuesday candle, and this would be the Monday candle. Okay. Now, here's the all-time historic closing high put in on November 18th at 47.05 and a quarter. We've spiked that twice since that all-time historic close. We've spiked it intraday twice now, but we've failed to close above the all-time historic closing high. As you can see, we have what appears to be a rounding top. Blue and climbing, which is, well, the name is CFMA1. That's the name of the indicator. Obviously, red and falling is bearish. Blue and climbing is bullish. One represents resistance, the other support. Okay. Blue and climbing has now turned into red and sideways. We've got these two hanging man dojis right here below the step line. Now, once price gets below that step line, which is support on the way up, now that it's directly above price, you can see that it's acted as good resistance two days running. Okay. Now the markets historically rally into a U.S. holiday. How today turns out remains to be seen, but this is a bearish chart. However, right below us is the daily BBC at 46.45. A touch of that number, 46.45, and price always reverts to the mean, a touch of that number would most likely give us a very substantial bounce. Now that bounce could go on to take out the all-time historic high, or it could fail, pass through the daily BBC, and find support here at the 24% Fibonacci retracement of the last leg up. Now the last leg up, the low was put in October 1st, and again the high was put in November 22nd. So we've used our Fib extension tool to connect this low to this high, to this pullback low, and we've already spiked the 24% Fib extension. We were rejected at that level. That sent us below blue and climbing, below the step line. So this is now day three, below red and falling, below the step line, but support is not so far away. Again, historically markets will rally into a US holiday. The tendency for there to be some pretty quiet sideways trade is the most likely scenario, okay? All right, so the important numbers for you today Resistance overhead is the high of the session. Above that, the step line. And then above that, red and falling. 
support of course is the low of today followed by the low of yesterday and then the BBC which we expect to be good support now it's called the BBC because it stands for bull bear cross when price crosses below it that's bearish and we anticipate lower prices this right here is the longest period of time that price spent below the BBC this entire year it was on this day that we got back above the BBC October 14th we had the bullish cross confirmation on October 19th okay we had a shallow pullback that at the time did not make it to the 24% Fib retracement it looks like it did now after the fact but you see once this high was taken out we had to adjust the upper Fib line to embrace the new all-time historic high and so the 24% Fib is right below the daily BVC bull bear cross we get below it we become bearish we anticipate lower prices here's the 38% Fib retracement the 50% Fib retracement here's the 62 which lines up with an important area back where we had that bearish cross and this bullish cross is incredibly important if you follow the show for any length of time you know that when we have a bullish cross that leads to an extended move when price revisits that area the first time it gives us an incredible bounce just like over here when we had this bearish cross okay we got our leg to the downside price reverted to the mean it pulled up to the BVC it consolidated there for three days and then it reached up and touched that exact spot where the bearish cross took place and that gave us our next leg to the downside so just as touching that area of the bearish cross gave us another leg to the downside price makes it back to this bullish cross we anticipate a very healthy bounce there all right that's the big picture view let's go to the 30-minute chart of the S&P now this vertical line separates today Wednesday from yesterday Tuesday I've noted on the 30-minute chart 4643 as the daily BBC let's make sure that's still correct actually it's moved up a little bit it's now 4645 so let's fix that 46 45 because remember we expect that to be good support okay so the markets opened last night and <coughs> consolidated for well the consolidation started before the previous session closed so we've got one two three four five six seven eight hours of consolidation we caught a little pop we came right back to the zone where we consolidated for another couple of hours and here we are again consolidating at the weekly zone just like we consolidated at the weekly zone here the most there's only three things that can happen at a weekly trading zone the most likely is what I just showed you consolidation the second most likely is rejection you see this wick here see how this candle it was a big green candle it ran all the way up to the zone which we expect to be resistance when approached from below but by the time the candle closed the only thing left touching the zone was the wick that's rejection 
You're going to see consolidation at the zone about 70 to 75% of the time. You're going to see rejection at the zone 20, 25% of the time. And under normal conditions, the third and only other thing that can happen is called the slice. And the slice looks like this. One 30-minute candle sliced through the zone like it wasn't even there. When the move ran out of steam, it retraced back to the zone it sliced through and is now continuing in the direction of the slice. So, in a world of infinite possibilities and opportunities, the markets, to be able to narrow things down to only three things being possible at a certain spot. I mean, we even do that with price. I don't care how sophisticated your software is or how much you paid for your algorithm, price can only do one of three things. It can go up, it can go down, or it can do nothing. End of story. I don't care how many indicators you got running and oscillators you got running, you're just measuring the same thing over and over again and displaying it in a different format. That's how they bleed you dry so you don't have any money to trade with. It's a beautiful thing about the CFRN Passport. It's a lifetime membership. It's everything a trader needs, all under one roof at one low price. You see, nine out of 10 new traders fail simply because they don't have a teacher. Imagine trying to learn how to become a plumber, an electrician, a dentist, an airline pilot without having somebody to teach you. You wouldn't even attempt it, would you? Yet traders do it all the time. The reason is the low barrier to entry. With a few thousand dollars, you can become a trader today. You don't gotta pass a test, you don't need any special license. It's Vegas, if you approach it like nine out of 10 people do. However, if you want a shot at becoming the one out of 10, if nine out of 10 fail, math tells us that one out of 10 succeeds, Go find that one successful trader and ask him this question. When you started, did you have somebody show you how to do this? Nine times out of 10, he's gonna say, or she is gonna say, yes, of course, how else would I learn? You see, not everyone's brain operates the same. Nine out of 10, myself included, our brains say, oh, this is simple, I can figure it out. But the one out of 10, looks at this and instead of seeing something easy, sees an incredible opportunity, but realizes he needs or she needs someone to teach them how to actually do it. And that's what we provide every morning for two hours, every trading day, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. You have a live instructor putting on, taking off trades in the live markets, explaining every trade, every move, every rule, and answering your questions while he trades and answers your questions. You should be trading right along with him in your simulator until you qualify to go live. All of our new members get a 2420 blueprint. The blueprint is designed to help you go from one to 20 contracts over a period of 24 months. Once you start, you start in the simulator 
We want to see you put together 10 consecutive days in a row where you reach your goal and 10 trades or less. Once you accomplish that, the blueprint will give you the green light to go live with just one contract. Now, once you go live, your goal is to increase your account balance by $2,000. Once you do that, the blueprint will give you the green light to add a second contract. The beauty of the second contract is it's being funded or underwritten by the profits you earned trading one contract. Now that first contract, that comes out of your startup capital. But if you follow the blueprint, every additional contract you add, and the blueprint will always tell you when it's time, whether it's contract number two, number three, number five, number 10, you only add one at a time when it's time and you only add with profit you earned in the market. That makes it much more difficult to blow up yet another account. Okay, so let's look at these CTA numbers from last night. Now remember, this is the static report, <coughs> not the logic alerts. Price comes down, we did all this consolidation that I just talked about at the weekly zone. That's what happens 70 to 75% of the time. Price finally came down and triggered uh, 73 and it put in a swing low at 70. That's three points, that's $150 per contract traded. Price then got back above the trigger, triggered again, and this time it dropped to 68 and a quarter, so we'll call it 69. Uh, that's four points at $50 a point. That's $200 per contract traded. And then price got back below, back above the trigger, triggered again. This time the swing low was uh, 69 half, so we'll just call that three points, $150 per contract traded. And on this trigger, it hit the target at 46.66. That's seven points at $50 a point. That's $350 per contract traded. Now, when you hear me say important prices, important areas are almost always tested, this is no better example. This is not an anomaly. We add one, two, three, four valid triggers. Once an alert triggers, whether it's a logic alert or a concierge alert, there is a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. So, is it unusual that we saw the ES trigger four times? No, not at all. Some days we see it trigger five, six, seven, even more, okay? There is the occasional day where we have just one way directional movement, which only allows for one trigger, but that's very uncommon, okay? Now, after all this consolidation at the zone, when price finally made its drop, where did it go? To the zone below. When price drops to a zone, what do we expect? Support. What did we get? Support. We then rallied up to the zone, and that's where we did the slice. Remember, only three things can happen at a zone. We then pulled back to the zone, and when we pull back to the zone, we slice through, we expect support. We failed to get resistance here. We expect support here. We got it. Now price just needs to take out 
if you follow the horizontal line on my cursor, okay, you've got from there up to there is a window of opportunity. And then once you get above that, 46.97 up to 47.01 is a very nice window. So we got two nice windows of opportunity overhead, okay? And I do believe that the market will try to rally into the close, but we have to overcome some obstacles. The first one, of course, is this swing high, then this swing high, and then finally this swing high, okay? So I would not be surprised to see us close at the weekly zone, 4701 slash 4702. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Rachel. Uh, so that in the chat box. Sorry, I didn't notice it sooner. Okay, we're on the Dow. No trigger on the long side, CTA. But the short side, these are the lines in the sand I'm talking about. And this only extends to here. Remember, this vertical line separates yesterday, Tuesday, from today, Wednesday. So, now the Dow, unlike the, the S&P pays $50 a point, the Dow pays $5 a point. So the CTA trigger was at 35630 The first drop took us to, uh, let's call it 590 So that's 40 points at $5 a point. It's $200 per contract traded. Then price got back above the trigger triggered again now when this candle opened it continued lower and so the swing low of this candle uh, it's 579 we'll call it 580 so that's 50 points at five dollars a point 250 dollars per contract traded then we got back above the trigger triggered again this time the swing low came in at uh, well, basically, we'll call that 30 points, $5 a point, $150 per contract traded. Then we got back above the trigger and triggered one more time, okay? And this one took us all the way down to a swing low at 532. Basically, 100 points at $5 a point, $500 per contract traded. One, two... Three, four beautiful triggers, okay? Now, this trigger, as you can see, this candle is where we went from red and falling, which is what we want on short trades, to blue and climbing. We don't want to short into potential support, okay? So any triggers in this area, we would ignore. What are we doing right now? We're consolidating at the weekly trading zone. That's what happens 70 to 75% of the time, except the 20 to 25% of the time that it gets rejected, like it did here, here, and here. Okay? Now, we opened last night, price comes down to, it pulls back to the BBC, where we expect to find support. It spiked it just enough to touch the zone. Now, the zone is 685 
slash 690. So we, the swing, well, we touched the zone, obviously. But the pullback to the BBC held, okay? We consolidated, and we caught a leg to the upside. We got above the BBC, we got above red and falling, and then we ran into resistance right here. We would anticipate that. Why? Because the chart tells us to. Okay. What was once resistance will remain resistance until it becomes support. That's an important lesson. And you should write that down if you never heard it before. Because it's the truth. Okay. So, that takes care of the Dow. Let's go to the Russell. I may have to go to this Black Friday thing I keep hearing about and get me a new screen. It seems like my screen just went dark a little bit. This thing's got a lot of a lot of wear and tear on it, so it's uh I would say I'm due. And you can pick up a 60-inch flat panel at Walmart right now for I don't know, not much. Let's find out. Walmart TV Black Friday Specials uh, Okay, right here you got a 55 inch at Best Buy for 299 bucks Now I know almost not everybody has a Best Buy nearby so let's just look at it's a forbidden page then why did you put it on the internet black friday tv deals walmart.com there we go they'll deliver this right to your door tv deals okay here's a 40 inch for 148 bucks what do we got down here uh, let me open this up. So, okay, here's 58-inch 4K ultra high definition, 338 bucks. You hang it on the wall. You stand at your desk. You don't need your reading glasses, and you can trade all day long. And in case you didn't know, sitting is the new smoking. I've been standing at my desk now for three years. I believe it is. So, I don't know how I got off into the big monitor thing. Oh, because my screen just went a little dim. So, you may find me at your local Walmart. Or, I'll probably just order online, I guess. Tell my wife I want it for Christmas. This one's got the Roku built in. Which means you can cut your cable and just watch all the streaming services. Now, any computer will hook up to this monitor. And with just a little bit of tweaking, and I can help you with it if you need it, it will look just like this. You're looking at a 60 and a 55 inch flat panel from Walmart that I think I paid $350 for about three years ago. I don't know. The last one I had lasted me almost a decade. That was before they got real cheap. All right, so back to business. We're on the Russell now, which pays $50 a point. The short CTA 
was at 23.15. The first drop took us to 23.10 and change. So to be conservative, we'll call it 23.11. That's four points at $50 a point. It's $200 per contract traded. We then got back above the trigger and we dropped again. This time, we dropped to a swing low. We'll call this one 23.12 to be conservative. That's three points, $50 a point, $150 per contract traded. And then we trigger again and we go right to the target. Now the zone below on a short alert, the final trade to target is always the zone below. On a long alert, the final trade to target is always the zone above. So this zone is 2303-2304. So that would be 11 points at $50 a point. That's $550 per contract traded. We've covered the S&P, the Dow, the Russell. Here's the NQ. No trigger on the long side yet. We got close, we got rejected. Price behaves around a CTA a lot like it does around a WTZ. Some folks even refer to the CTA as a daily trading zone, okay? These weekly trading zones, again, they're published for our members Monday morning, 6.15 a.m. Eastern. We've published them since December 14th of 2009. So we have over a decade of data to back up everything we say about how beautifully they work. Support, resistance, over and over, again and again. Okay, so the short trigger was 16214. We only caught one trigger on the short side and it took us all the way to the target and then some. So the published entry was 16214 minus the target one three nine that's 75 points at twenty dollars a point that's a one thousand five hundred dollar per contract move now that's if you got out at the target if you stayed in it there was obviously more to be had but from the published entry to the published target one thousand five hundred dollars per contract traded Okay, we've covered all the indices. Let's go to crude oil. We've not triggered on the long side. We've not triggered on the short side. In fact, it looks like crude shut down. What did happen? I don't have any crude data. Hang on. Ah, there we go. Okay. Uh, some little glitch fixed. Wish all glitches in life could be fixed so quick. Obviously, the short side never triggered. We opened last night. Price came down to the BBC, which we expect to be good support until proven otherwise. Gave us a leg to the upside. We pulled back into blue and climbing, found support. We finally triggered. 75.05 and we got rejected on the first attempt. Hang on. 
That's my little prayer app. It's pretty, huh? Uh, we may, that's 50 bucks, okay? Basically, we got rejected. The second trigger took us up to 79.23. Uh, so that's almost $200 per contract traded. And then price came right back down to the weekly trading zone. And we just been doing a lot of wide ranging consolidation all day. This is typical pre-holiday trade. Okay, we got two markets left. We got gold. No trigger on the long side, but we did trigger on the short side. Okay. The trigger was 1787, not 0.1. So the first swing low took us to uh, 85.8. So $120 per contract traded. Then we got back above the trigger, triggered again, and the second trigger took us down to this swing low, 1781. So that's basically $590 per contract traded. That's what the market made available. And then one last time, price got above the trigger and dropped from 1787 down to a swing low at 77.4 so from 87 to 77 that would be a thousand bucks so it's a 960 dollar per contract move that's what the market made available on the first we had the first trigger we had the second trigger then we had the third trigger okay over $900 per contract traded. That's what the market made available. Now, we don't make the market move. We don't have that power. We don't have that ability. Okay. Uh, hey, William, I see your question. When triggers across multiple times, obviously price has retraced whatever moves have occurred. How do you handle your stops to capture earn movement or to capture as much as possible? Well, that's a journey you and I'll take in a one-on-one -on -one mentoring session. You have to decide, you know, are you going to trade up to the next obstacle? Or are you just going for your two points for the day? Now, in the morning in the live training room, Michael's using a fast chart. Once he has four ticks, not points, but four ticks of profit, he moves a stop to break even. But as you've seen, important prices, important areas are almost always tested. And so if you know, as soon as you get Vortex profit in a big picture trade like this, price is always going to come back to test that area and it's always going to stop you out. Okay. That's why we teach the three-step method based on market structure as to how much you're going to risk on the trade, not to exceed $300 per contract per trade, less when possible. And you have to take into consideration what is the potential profit available in the trade. So the next time that you and I get together for a mentoring session, uh, Bill, we'll go into some more detail on that. And I had asked earlier, and I don't know if you had logged in yet, did you make a decision if you're going to go the PC route? Or are you going to stick with the Mac for now? Uh, and I know you're having, you were having issues with Ninja. Hopefully, 
uh, the video that Valerie sent you was able to help you get your zones on the Ninja platform. Any Ninja... Re okay, so you're going to get to the PC, but no immediate plans. Okay, great. So, yes. Once an alert triggers, whether it's a logic alert or a concierge trade alert, as you've seen here today, once it triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. Which means if you move your stop to break even, guess what? You're going to get stopped out. In Mark Douglas's book, Trading in the Zone, he talks about accepting the risk. When you put a trade on, I am willing to risk this much for this potential profit. Now, you can leave your stop right where it was at the beginning of the trade. You can move it to break even. Once it moves far enough, you can start locking in you know, some points. But as you've seen with almost every market today, with the exception, I think, of the NQ, price always comes back to the trigger. Okay? Not all triggers are created equal, though, because right here we just triggered again, but that's not a trade we would take because we got blue and climbing right below us, and that represents potential support. Michael Laura said, Trading in the Zones, a great book. Listen once, going again for a second time. Thanks for making that available. If you are a CFRN passport holder and you don't have your own legal copy of my dearly departed friend's best-selling book, Trading in the Zone, get in touch with Valerie and she'll make sure you get your free legal copy. Okay? There's no charts. There's no indicators. This has to do with the psychology of trading. And while some might say that's a whole lot of hooey, meh, what does your equity curve say? Hmm? Trading in the zone was a life-changing experience for me. Not only the first time I read it, but the first time I listened to it, and the second time I listened to it, and the third time I listened to it, and the fourth time I read it, you get the idea. Mark was a great guy. He was one of the good guys. And I still miss him. Only the good die young, they say. He wasn't that young, but he was too young to die. Okay, so we got crude coming down into potential support at Blue and Climbing. If we find support here, okay, that could lead to a bullish cross. If we get a bullish cross, then we would look to go long. However, you've got potential resistance here at this swing high, and then this bearish cross, if price gets back up into that area, this is exactly what I was talking about earlier. So really, the best thing you could do with crude right now, unless you're just looking to scalp a few ticks, is to wait for this window of opportunity up here. Oh, this is gold we're on, okay, gold. Everything I said but gold. Okay, this is the gold chart. All right, one last chart. Silver. No trigger on the long side. We did trigger on the short side. When the price of silver moves $1. If you're holding an ounce of silver, you make or lose a dollar. If you're holding a silver futures contract, 
you make or lose five grand. Okay, so here's the open last night. Uh, we come down through the trigger, which was 23.50. We put in a low at 48. That's two pennies, two pennies, 100 bucks. Then we get back above the trigger, trigger again. This time we drop to 23.47. So that's three pennies. Remember, two pennies, 100 bucks. Then we get back above the trigger, trigger again. This time we drop to 23.40. That's 10 pennies. 100 pennies is five grand. And then we get back above the trigger and do it again. And we get back above the trigger and we do it again. And then we get back above the trigger and we do it again. But we don't do it here. Because red and falling has turned into blue and sideways. And that represents support. We don't want... That would be like getting into your car in your garage, cranking it up, and instead of putting it in reverse, putting it in drive. You're just driving right into a brick wall. Don't do that. It doesn't end well. Brings us all the way back to the daily chart where things have changed slightly. We have a little bit of a green body. Remember the step line overhead acting as resistance above that red and falling potential resistance. If price could somehow manage to get above red and falling, we could make a run at the 24% Fib extension, even the all-time historic high. I know I've said it several times, but historically in the markets, the markets do rally into a U.S. holiday, and they sometimes do it late in the session. And Michael Laura said, what was the name of that other book I mentioned? It's called Read the Greed, Take the Money. Written by my friend, my dearly departed friend. People have a habit of passing away after they come on this radio show. You all know Dr. Tom passed just a few days ago. Oh, I had a file I was going to play today, but anyway, I'll, maybe I'll play it Friday. Uh, anyway, Mike Reed, Read the Greed, Take the Money. I think the book is out of circulation now. Um, you might go on eBay and be able to find uh, a copy. Uh, if you can't find one, I might be willing to mail you mine, let you read it, and then you mail it back to me. His last name was spelled R-E-E-D, but the book is R-E-A-D, Read the Greed, Take the Money. Okay. He even has a DVD set, I think, uh, by the same name, or a DVD set. So that, you might find a copy of that on eBay as well. <clears throat> I don't think it'll be cheap, but you might find one. All right, see how we're building this body here? Okay, so that takes us back to look at our 30-minute chart. Remember, we talked about the obstacles in our path. We're approaching an obstacle. Actually, we got rejected at that obstacle. This swing high. We have to expect that to be resistance until proven otherwise. So we poked our head above it like a prairie dog and then dived back in the hole. Now, the next area for potential resistance is this swing high. See, there's not a lot of room between those two. 
which might be why you're better suited to wait for 46.98 up to 47.01. That's three points with no obstacles in your path at $50 a point, $150 per contract traded. If you've earned the right to trade 10 contracts, that's 1500 bucks, but you can do the math, okay? Remember, always start out, no matter whether it's our methodology and strategy or somebody else's, always start in SEM. If you can't put together 10 consecutive profitable days in a row in SEM, going live is not gonna fix the problem, okay? And you can't change your swing every time you step up to the bat, up to the plate. Pick something. I mean, you can go at any time to our public discussion group in Telegram and talk with all of our traders who have learned from us how to trade our methodology, how to trade our strategy, how to use our indicators. We got a lot of happy campers there. Most internet message boards and trading rooms tend to be dark, dreary, depressing places because everybody's got a chip on their shoulder because they've been lied to, ripped off. They can't learn how to trade. They aren't making any money. What a breath of fresh air when you go into one of our discussion groups in Telegram. People are high-fiving. I mean, and if somebody has a rough day, nobody's poking fun at them. Everybody's trying to help them trying to help them understand what happened. And one of the things you have to understand is that based on almost 9,000 alerts over the last 173 weeks, we know that 20% of the time, the market is not going to do the next high probability thing. Once you become a member, within two weeks, you should be able to look at a 30 minute chart and instinctively know what the next high probability move is. Because I'll teach you. If you want to get your passport, go to eminifuturestrading.com. If you need help, call or email Valerie. Here's the information. It's everything a trader needs, all under one roof, one low price. There's no upsells, there's no add-ons. Now, we are going to explode on TradingView here in the very short future. If you already have a passport, you're grandfathered in. Once you purchase the lifetime passport, you never pay us another dime. It's your all access pass to everything we do, everything we've ever done, and all the stuff we're gonna do in the future. The price of the passport in the future will increase because it will include more stuff but if you already have a passport then nothing changes for you you have access to all the new stuff but you don't pay another dime with that let's go to our good word for the day yesterday we talked about getting to the root of the problem today Our scripture is Psalm 25, 16. Turn to me and have mercy, for I am alone and in deep distress. This is about how to protect yourself when you're alone. David, who committed adultery with another man's wife, 
prayed, turn to me, obviously he's praying to God, turn to me and have mercy, for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. See how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me? Protect me. Rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced, for in you I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. That's Psalm 25, 16 through 21. So, how does that relate to our lives today? In other words, how can you protect yourself in areas where you're vulnerable? Well, you know, simple things like if you have a problem with drinking, stay out of the bar. Uh, if, if you have a problem with crack, stay out of the crack house. You get the idea. If you have a problem with gambling, stay out of the casino. But, again, how can you protect yourself in areas where you personally are vulnerable? Number one, by staying close to God. When you're lonely, distancing from God doesn't make sense. It just increases your exposure to things like infidelity, pornography, drugs, and alcohol. Number two, come out of hiding. Get involved in some aspect of ministry. Now, Paul writes, we're not all called to be preachers. We're not all called to be teachers. But we are all called to be part of the body and messengers of the good news. So, my grandmother, when I was a child, I used to go with my grandmother every Saturday night to the little church in Thompson, Georgia, Church of God, Pentecostal Holiness. Her job in that church for probably 50 years was to clean the bathrooms so that on Sunday morning when everyone showed up, you could eat off the floor, man. I never once heard her grumble or mumble that that job was beneath her dignity or her level. Oh, no. No, 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 no. She treated it not as if she was working for man, but working for God. She'd go in that bathroom and start cleaning and scrubbing and singing. She had a beautiful voice, you know, praying in tongues. Ugh, what an experience that was for a young boy to see. Someone so overjoyed, so fulfilled, so happy doing such a menial task. But in her mind, it was not a menial task because tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, the saints of God would be walking in and they deserve the best. And from the moment she brought those keys out and unlocked that church door on Saturday night, until we left a couple of hours later and she locked up. She had a song in her heart. A song on her lips. And pep in her step. I miss you, Granny. So, get involved in some kind of ministry. I'm not saying you got to clean the toilets. I'm not saying you're called to be a preacher or a teacher. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your small group leader. Find some way to get out of your own head and become effectively involved in ministry. 
Be willing to be more transparent by getting to know others and letting them get to know you. Shakespeare said, fire that is closest kept burns most of all. When you spend time around people who truly care about you, loneliness ceases to be such an issue. Now, we're talking about the four things that can help protect you in areas where you're vulnerable. Number one, staying close to God. Number two, coming out of hiding. Number three, taking the focus off of yourself. Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Victory comes by reaching out to those in need, by giving of yourself, praying for them, loving and serving them. I'm honored to be a part of a group this afternoon that's going to be going around house to house to different people that we've already pinpointed that who need help and we're going to be able to deliver some Thanksgiving dinners to people who otherwise would not have a Thanksgiving dinner. I don't say that to boast. I say that because I'm humbled that God would, would use me, would allow me to be a part of something that I know he's very much a part of. And we do it not for the love of man or the praise of man, but to honor the God we serve. Victory comes by reaching out to those in need, by giving of yourself, praying for them, loving and serving them. And number four, how to protect yourself in areas where you're vulnerable by forgiving those who've hurt you. Isolating yourself when you've been hurt just leads to bitterness. Forgive. Turn it over to God. Let him deal with your offender and get on with your life. That's our good word for the day. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310.
Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision. You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. 